Hello, fuckers. Uh, welcome to another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road, minus Humphreys. Uh, the good news is uh, it's it's me. It's me for the next uh, three fucking episodes. I'll be here. Kai will not be here at all. He is off. Uh, I think he's got Matty's stag do, and then I think he's in Manchester doing shit. So uh, I'm, I'm getting people to fill in, uh, and why not start off as strong as possible? Uh, I've got Craig Hill filling in uh, for Kai, filling the big hole that Kai has left, and Craig is very good at that. Uh, there's a lot of this type of comedy in the podcast. There is also the probably the most masculine I have ever been on this podcast and it's very, very satisfying for me. You'll know exactly what it is. It's a very small moment. It will make you laugh. You won't enjoy it but I need you to understand how important it was uh, to me. Uh, we talk about comedy. We talk about TikTok. Uh, we make, well, I make wild accusations. Uh, we we talk about our early uh, careers and it's, it's very funny. It's very silly and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? So it's not a gift. It's not a gift. Yeah, it's it's amusing though. I'm just going to put that down there so I know roughly what I might want to talk about you. You can either have the gift or ask me what gay pizza is. Oh well, I th- well I mean we'll have to start off with gay pizza. Can I guess first? Are we filming already? Yeah, we are. Oh yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. we're it's, on it's, it. It's very right. it's very loose. We're straight. So it's right. So is, is it a new term, gay pizza? It's not a new term. I made it up today. Oh, okay. So you've made it up gay pizza. Is it a is it a is it a food thing? No, but it comes in a box that looks <laughs> remarkably like a a pizza box. Okay, so a flat box. It's gay pizza. It's not food. Can I give you an aside? Yes, please. The guy who delivered it a couple of weeks ago. Asked me if I'd like Viagra. Said he keeps it in his wallet. He's the postman. Your postie asked yeah, you if I shouldn't give say that. Stuffy. But yes, he just said he did. He just said. I don't know how it came up. <laughs> Which is a good title for one of my shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also a great advertising I mean, slogan for for Viagra. A postman. I mean, you can have lots of different postmen, can't you? But one of them said, I don't know how it came up, but one of them said to me, um, yeah, he said, uh, if you ever need it. Oh, that's what it was. He asked me the title of my show this year, and I said it's called "This Gets Harder Every Year." And he went, "Well, if, if it does, nay, you know where to come." <laughs> I just can't believe that actually happened, and I thought it was such a brilliant to be, conversation. To be fair, that would be a very good, uh, good Craig Hill title. Craig Hill, be. you know where to come. Well, I, 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 I thought <laughs> you were going to. If it, would he say, you know, yes, I jolly think because it doesn't actually come. I thought, don't. I'm not promoting that. No, no. Uh, but yeah, you know where to come. Yeah, because if you, that is a good one. Yeah, if you were to do, especially if you're at the same venue that you played a couple. Of times. Craig Hill, you know where to come. <laughs> Straight after. This gets harder every year. <laughs> you, no, I just thought of something really... I don't know how far I can go on your lovely podcast. As far as you fucking like. Well, I'm not going to say this is what my answer to you know where to come, but in my head, we, you know, we've got, we've got devilish um, imaginations as mm. comedians, and there's a thing in your head you should say, so I'm going, you know where to come, my puss! <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't man. say it. Don't it's, say it. I didn't say it. You did, and I it's very, very tame for what this podcast is. You've got 
got to remember. It, I'm bo- telling you. At least once a month, right, can we I am that ignorant out? and that racist. Filthy. Oh no, it's it's it's. This is a this is a safe space because nobody listens to this. Anyway, that was my that was my VT, my Viagra tangent. <laughs> right. So you're so, po- so you're posty who and it's an aside. Del- sometimes deliver or offers you Viagra. He delivered you the gay pizza box. It's not pizza. In it, it was only when I opened it I suddenly thought this is like a gay pizza. I see. I mean, the 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 stereotype. I just I, I, for me, I think it's something desserty. But you've said it's not no, it's food. No, to do. It, it, I, it, I mean, it's hard to do in a podcast. Another good title. Um, but uh, it's more the visual. I didn't expect the box to be pizza like. So I thought it is like getting a pizza, and I've been waiting for this thing. But who knew it was going to come in a flat domino-looking plain box? Shall I, I, yes, please, please. Shall I just cut to the yeah, chase? Yeah. It's gay t-shirts from Spain that I spotted a guy wearing when I was on holiday in Tormaleros and said, where did you get that? Those two little men next to each other with their little, um, what do you call the little things that they wear in front of themselves? The little, not quite a shamrock, but... Oh, the... Adam and, Ad, yeah, the Adam and Eve leaves. On. Yeah. yeah. The... So two little men in a very funny little t-shirt and I said, where did you get and this guy said, oh, from a Spanish company, blah, blah, blah. So I ordered them from Spain. I love them so much, I chose four more. And the four more arrived this morning. And they were in a pizza box, as far as I'm concerned. Because I thought, oh, this is a gay pizza. I've been waiting for these T-shirts for ages. And, and I think um, straight people would get more excited by pizza. And I would get more excited by gay T-shirts in the post. <laughs> so it felt like gay pizza. So I opened them and I was like, oh, my God, look at my gay pizza. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so... See, I, when I nearly we, said gaping pizza. I tried not to say that in my head. I thought, don't, it just crossed my head as I, I, I said. Yeah, a gaping pizza That's is a just one. Thing. They've not cut it up into eight pieces. They've just cut a massive hole out of the middle. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, if the word gaping is involved, I think it's no longer a pizza. <laughs> Unless it's a piece of the action. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I had to see it. No, my brain, when you said gay pizza, because like, I think the the... The terms that the gays have for things are always my favourite. Like the difference between solid gold gay and platinum gay. Interesting. I and don't even think I know this, but I'm, I, I can guess. I'll try and guess which category do. I'm in. What does, does that mean? Like super super gay? No, no. It's it's not. It's not to do with like the the, the degree of your your gayness. or your gayness or whatever it is. Well, I guess is it kind a of half is. pint of gayness or a whole pint <laughs> of gayness. <laughs> Again, is shandy. <laughs> I've said that in an Irish bar before in Dublin. Aye. Can I get a couple of pints of Guinness, guy, please? I, you is, look like your fool, son. This, this is exactly what happened. I said to the guy, can I have a pint of Guinness? And the guy went, if it's Guinness, you're after. I'll say it in a Northern Irish because I can't do the Southern one. So he said, if it's Guinness, you're after. I think you've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to marry him. So, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that you can't do an Irish accent. You've always been someone I, who's I can excellent. I do a Northern Irish accent. I, I can't do the the Southern Irish. I've not been around it. Andrew Maxwell's got that accent, hasn't he? It's brilliant. Mm. And he's the one I would use because he's got a really strong accent. Um, but I haven't tried enough to do it. And I think I'm, I think I'm, my mum was Northern Irish, so I think I automatically go mm. to the more Northern. I just hear that in my head. My, so I'd uh, need to practice. My uh, my French teacher in uh, high school was... And we Northern, all remember her. Um, <laughs> we all, weirdly, even as a gay man, I remember my French yeah. teacher. <laughs> Why French teachers hot? If you're out there and you're a French teacher, congrats. Oh, ours, ours wasn't hot. She was, she was Northern Irish. And I just remember, like, so much. I'd be like, right, sit down now. We're going to do some French. Ça va aujourd'hui. Oh, that Ça is va so bien, funny. merci. 
Comment appel too. With the same, with the Irish accent. Oh, all the way through. And we went to France with her. Like, we went to Paris on a like, French exchange trip, and that is how she would talk Well, I French. went to Bonjour. Paris. Je voudrais un pain au chocolat. Like, I'm not going to pass, miss, if I say it with that wee Irish accent. I was over in Paris in January because I used to work with a, a girl when I was a hairdresser, and I still know her, and she lives in Paris. She's lived there for 25 years, and I met her Scottish slash French children. She's got three children, and the the uh, the whole the whole time when they were speaking French, I mean, I'll try and think of a French sentence. Uh, uh, I know, so beautiful, lovely French. And then and then when I walked in, they went, "Oh, you must be Craig," because <laughs> she's from Glasgow. And I was like, "Child, how can you go from that to that? It's yeah. so weird." Because French sounds so ele- um, elegant. And eloquent, and uh, and suddenly it was like a wee Glasgow away. Do I? What? What a Fucking thing! Great. I thought but speak I think, French. But what a good, what a good thing for them to have because look, I, I don't mean to. Say, the French accent is not a threatening accent. You've said it's it's very much a language well, like, what of was love. Interesting it's was musical. The, yeah, there was a slight musicality about his Scott. I mean, it wasn't quite as wide as I said, but uh, it was there. Still, was a little the, bit of the the French musicality. I, about I'm it. going down the bray to see <laughs> my prayer. <laughs> I'm pure af maid, so I am. <laughs> I am absolutely content. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like there's a lot of shoulder action <laughs> with a. With a with a, a little Scottish French accent. God, and that would be the wor- the two worst kisses I think you could combine would be the French kiss and the Glasgow kiss. Oh my God! Oh Some, my God! Somebody sticking the nut in with I, their yeah, tongue. Yeah, I was going to say a Glasgow kiss is what you do when you discover someone else having a French kiss with your partner. Yes, yes. That's the order that happens in. Uh, so the difference between a uh, gold gay and a platinum gay. I love that you know this and I don't. It's, I love. I, 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 so what is the difference? Yeah. Uh, gold gay is uh, somebody, a, a gay that has never had sex uh, with a woman at all. Oh, I have heard this Never, never, Never been inside of a woman. Inside? In, in, with, what, with, a, what a funny expression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a platinum gay is a gay who's never had sex with a woman but was also born caesarean. So at no point have they touched a fanny. <gasps> Interesting. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, does that make me gold? I think you're gold. You're a gold gay. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I would high-five you, but it seems so machismal. No, no, no. no. But, 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 if you've t- but if you've touched a fan at any point, then you, I think you'd only be a silver gay. Like, if you'd sexually touched a, a vagina in, well, your, in your exploration, in your youth, I assume, then, well, then I think you'd be I just silver. felt under pressure to yeah. get them off the scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, be, I'll bet. East Coast, that gets them e- off the yeah. scent. Do you know, my favourite thing was, uh, when I was when I kind of came out and told people I was gay, they said, I mean, they actually said, what? But you've always gone on about that Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because that's, that's proof. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. People really thought, and my best friend, this girl, she was very attractive. And I think that got people off the scent. Yeah. Because gays love pretty ladies. Yeah. Do you know, pretty things. So, yeah, my best friend was really good looking and uh, people thought she was my bird. I was quite chuffed that they thought she was my girlfriend because she was so beautiful. I'm still friends with her now. Good. She's not the one that you brought to Glastonbury with, is it? It's not. Um... No. Okay. That was my cousin. That is your cousin. Well, he's got bright. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the same person. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Daniel, it's a special day. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know why it's a special day? I do not. Not just because it's the day after Father's Day. Congratulations. Oh, yes, yes. My uh, my, my second uh, Father's Day. Um, it's still like this, this time he actually kind of signed the card himself. And by that oh. I mean he was able to hold the pen and he can do it on That's the inside. Cool. So and it- that was nice. That was progress. He's got his teeth. And today he, it wasn't a full sentence, but it was like my equivalent of like him putting two words together. He pointed at the bubbles. He loves his bubble machine. And he went, da-da bubbles. Da-da bubbles. And I was like, that's amazing. And then yesterday... I used to go up with somebody called da-da bubbles. Da-da bu- <laughs> <laughs> he was 86, but he was generous. Dada, dada bubbles does sound like a drag king. It very does, good. it does. I, t- I, I already know that whoever dada bubbles is, he's really lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's sweet and he looks after uh, you. And a firmly... <laughs> a very a firm lay. Wow, yeah, yeah, I hadn't yeah. even gone there. I thought me and Dada Bubbles were past that stage. No. I thought it was all Dada Cuddles with Dada Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the stage we would have got to. <laughs> it's, it's maybe me just because whenever I... Dad, Daddy is still very much, you know, because he only calls me Dada. Da, the word Daddy's not been like, you know, it's it's sexualised for a bunch of people. And then I, oh, all, yeah. all my friends who, have, <coughs> who, who liked being called Daddies have told me becoming a father... Ruined that for them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so they've now become dada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How very arty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How very Very, very, very fucking. uh, uh, But yeah, um, you have a present, dada. I do, yeah. Well, so the the good thing, (coughs) my favourite bit about Father's Day yesterday uh, was was, I've got a new Nintendo Switch game. I'm playing Zelda. Which begs the question which one's the child? Yeah, yes. It's almost as if he knew I just wanted an hour to play myself. With. No, no, because he came, he came in and he tucked himself in my arm. Oh, that's and sweet. And for an hour, he just sat on me while I played. Like occasionally, he tried to help, and then realised he wasn't helping. But he was just happy to, yeah. yeah. He wanted to press the buttons, do the fucking things. And I said oh. to Carl, "I'm like, this is a very satisfying part." That was like, that this was is a, a, a yeah. Nice, that sounded yeah. like a good present. I have to say. Uh, <clears throat> Not as good as the one I've got you. Oh, yes. <clears throat> now, I don't know if we can call this a present. <laughs> you will laugh at it. It's ridiculous. It's not a present. But I have brought a thing. And it's for me to keep. Um, no. Oh, no. No, okay, <laughs> okay, right. That's why it's not a present. Right? Actually not. Right, okay. um, so, it is brown sauce. Now, you think this is a present. It's not a present and it's not a match of competition. It's just practical. I had a couple of sausages on a bat for lunchtime and I couldn't open this and I thought, I wonder if Daniel could. Is this... It's <laughs> 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 as simple as that. I only want it opened. I'm taking it back and popping it on bread and uh, sausages, but I, I can't open this and I got rubber gloves and I tried to open it and I was like, oh my God. I can't believe you're asking me to do this on camera, man. Well, <laughs> especially when Kai's not here, he's gonna. I mean, let's see who, who, who's the dada? Yeah. <laughs> Here comes, here comes I mean, Dada Bubbles. I mean, I, why, how can that be so difficult? It's to also open? been opened before. Yes. Like, this isn't a, like, this is a half filled. It's probably sealed shut with, um. Oh, you're fucking <laughs> with, with, um, do you know, condensed brown oh, sauce. It's not yeah. opening, is it? Oh, my see, fuck. Oh, God yeah. damn it. God. I knew you'd probably quite like the challenge. I fucking. Oh, no, this is, this is the rest oh of the God. podcast now. Yes. <laughs> right, well, come on. Right, come on. One, I've always said brown two. sauce gives yeah. great podcast. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, oh. the hardest cunt oh. to <laughs> Who's the dada? You the dada. Isn't oh, it wow. nice? It smells lovely. So I'm not normally a massive fan of uh, brown sauce, but I do got, I have to say, I admire Esh. 
you going off brand because I'm the opposite. If I go into someone's house yeah. and they have beans or ketchup that is not Heinz and you don't live in poverty. Yes. If you're a <coughs> if you are middle class, uh upper working class and you buy anything other than brand like Heinz ketchup I think it's a fucking travesty. I think it's a real... Because you should know better. Well, I, ju I just think there's some brands out there that are just the best at it. Yeah. And, no, like, D Dyson, <coughs> Dyson Hoovers are just the best Hoovers. Well, <gasps> um, I don't know if you were to ask the gays. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're the, they're the all-seeing eye on hoovering, but my God, they are the all-seeing eye on hoovering. If anyone's a professional and knowing what sucks well, it's going to be the games. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I opened that up for you. Another good title. Um, uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, no, 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 I would disagree. I would say Mealy. Really? M-I-E-L-E. Mealy. Oh, and, and I think we, we had one at one point, because our, our cleaner we used to have, she swore, That's just my opinion. She said know. shark was actually a very good one, the shark ones. Oh, I know nothing of them. But no, um, no the Mealy has served me well for mm -hmm. years. I did recently, well, I thought I had to replace it, and then I realised the handyman who came round to my house um, sucked up my... Mm -hmm. What magic eraser? <laughs> I did have, you know those magic erasers? No. Well, it's a white sponge that if you want to get stains off walls and wood and off your trainers, the white bit of your trainers back to fresh. Oh, There's a the magic trainers. eraser you put in water and I don't know what's in it, but it actually takes everything back to white. And I just, oh, that's what it was. This is really ridiculous. My friend is handy. He is a handyman. He wasn't a handyman. He was just a friend mm -hmm. who I found out was a handyman. And then I told him I had a problem with my pistons. So I have a bed, a storage bed that I got from Habitat. And uh, when it, something went wrong with it and they said, oh, there's nothing we could do. You can contact the company in Italy. And so anyway, it, but the idea of a storage bed is... You, you know, you hide, you put things under, you hide. I've always thought if somebody broke into my house, I'd have somewhere to hide and he'd never find me because yeah. you'd never know there was somebody underneath the bed until now I've said it. Anyway, I'm... <laughs> yeah. anyway, so guys, um, if, you're, if, you're, if you fancy robbing and murdering Craig Hill, please don't. Like, yeah, don't, he's yeah. under the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, uh, if you can't find him. Uh, but yeah, so, and this thing, you lifted it and it went, shh, and you had put all your shoes and everything in, and then it went tits up. And my friend came round to... Fix my pistons. He said, I can, I can, I can put new pistons in your bed. <laughs> Not a metaphor. And he did. And now it's fantastic. You do that. And it's really light and it's fantastic. Um, but anyway, he came round to the house and he hoovered that. Because we couldn't, I couldn't get the hoover to it. Because you need someone to hold it while you're hoovering. But anyway, so he held it. I hoovered it. Blah, blah, blah. Then I handed him the hoover for the last bit. And he sucked up my magic eraser. And I thought my melee was done. And it wasn't done. It just was choking on a magic eraser sponge. Yeah. So I didn't have to buy a new Hoover. So the point is, they lasted longer than I thought, uh -huh. but they did survive a choking on a magic eraser. The problem is, like, I've, I've had to do it occasionally with our um, Dyson, which is you go, fuck, this thing isn't working anymore. I would, here's the other thing I will say about the, the wall charger Dyson, and I'll, I'll do it when we're in the house, remind me to show you it. It has one of the most satisfying like on and off noises like it's very oh, star wars it's i'm so <gasps> glad you brought that up oh it's you i it like the reason you do it it's man you, i feel like even though i'm hoovering my very boring kitchen floor i feel like i'm in star wars because Gee, this is so funny you brought this up there are two things that that's connected with that i wanted to talk to you about let's go one of them is at your wedding which we'll talk about later yes. one of your friends showed up with a lightsaber brawley 
and I drunkenly chatted to him, and I woke up in the morning to find that I too had ordered one. <laughs> so <I've, laughs> I call it Amazonesia. I just fall asleep. I'm, dr- I'm drunk. I order things. I wake up two days later. The guy comes, and I have no idea what it is. And uh, yeah, past Craig buying future Craig gifts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is the reason why during lockdown I woke up to a telescope. Okay. <laughs> I, I was walking through the street, going, "An iPhone really can't capture the moon, can it?" And I was thinking, "Imagine you had a telescope." And then I found a telescope. And now someone else has got that. Because why did I do that? But anyway, no, the lightsaber, your your friend had one, the guy who looked really, he looked fantastic, really handsome, lovely curly hair, and he was dressed very dapper, and he was oh, really uh, quite proud. Rich Masada? Oh, Rich Masada, yes, fantastic, it was. And I, you, you press the umbrella, and it it's like a lightsaber, it changes colours. That is a very Rich Masada thing to have as well. That and is... I ordered it, honestly, I cannot wait to the first festival slash gay rainy wedding that I go to so I've got a jazzy so it's only, so it lights up it lights up it's fantastic and it's got a wee light on the bottom for pensioners what can't see where they're going it's actually <laughs> perfect anyway so that's the first Star Wars kind of or Star whatever is it Star Wars Star, Star Trek Wars. which one Star Wars Star Wars it's Star Wars all stars to me Trek or Wars anyway um, so that was the first thing but the other thing was I I thought I'm going to mention something weird to Daniel that I don't know if he, the subject will ever come up and you brought it up yourself <laughs> Have you noticed that objects in the house sing to you or make noises where you recognise the melody? I have. So, my microwave plays Britney Spears stronger. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a joke. I actually recorded it to bring to here today... To let you hear it, I'm oh, really hoping. Oh, that- oh, oh, before you do this, can you just play me stronger on this, just so I've got it? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, good just, point. just so I've got the reference point in my head. Because, oh, is it copyrighted? Because the only song I know was stronger in it is "What Does It Kill You Makes You Stronger." But I feel that no, it's not that one. Um. So. Oh, let's 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 hear the let's hear the OG. Right. Uh, this is what my, my, I can't believe I recorded my microwave. Am I a normal person? No, I must but, record but that microwave are. before I go to do Daniel's podcast. <laughs> Here, I hope you can hear this. Let me just turn the volume up. There. It's not a joke that I do that every single time. I microwave anything. Let's just hear it again. This is me in my normal house. This is how I live my life. I do that every single time. And I've noticed that lifts play um, uh, Barbara Streisand's feelings. <laughs> every, lift, every lift goes... And I go... And that was in Birmingham. And then I went to Glasgow and I opened it and I pressed number four and the lift came up and they went, oh my God, oh, let's play feelings. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably the, the gayest reference oh, it's, it's also It's also a very, like, th- that, I think that just shows how like pure of heart you are, that whenever you hear beeping, you hear something musical. Be- whenever I hear beeping, I scream at whatever is beeping. Beeping is torture. Oh, really? To yeah, 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 yeah. I've learned to deal with torture, but what I mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, 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 really. I digress. Now, what I really mean by that is things that torture you or annoy you or stress you. Uh-huh. 
I have this little kind of method uh, where, like, for example, if you took milk out the fridge and it was in a glass bottle and it smashed, I've learned, I've got this little thing and I go, I'm really glad that happened. And I convince myself that it's not that big a deal and it really stops me getting stressed about everything. Or I've got this other really, really weird thing. Uh, this is very strange to tell anyone this. Mm -hmm. So the other day I was with a friend and something fell off a shelf and I went, David! And my friend went, who's David and why did you say that in an English accent? And I said, oh, because I was on holiday once in Palma and I met this woman and she, her husband never spoke the whole time, but my God, he was demanded to do everything she requested. And she just went, David, could you sort that out? Back to the conversation. And she just kept on doing this, David, look after the children. David, lunch. And the way she spoke to him was terrible. And then I suddenly thought, I, so I, whenever something goes wrong, it, it just became a running joke between me and my friends. I'd just go, David! And I feel like there's this magical person who mm. sorts everything out. And it makes me feel like the whole thing isn't as stressful if I just... if Because it it's like you make yourself laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that. Whenever I do something, I will... Even if it's me alone in a room or if it's me yeah. with Kaylin, I will blame it on whatever it is on, on Cara. And that's because... I am so much nicer to Cara than I am to myself, right? Cara will notice this. If I do one small thing and I fuck up myself, I will beat myself up for three hours, call myself a fucking idiot, yeah, call myself yeah. a piece of shit. Whereas Cara today phoned, phoned me up. She's driving my Tesla, a supercar, um, and she didn't crash it, but she knocked the fucking wing mirror oh, off. Okay. And she phoned me up. She's like, I'm really, really sorry. I've, I've taken the wing mirror off the car. And I'm like, baby, like, as long as you're okay, and as long as the other person is As okay, long as you did it and I didn't do it. Yeah, then, it's, then I, I can forgive you. You've more you. let's get angry at yourself. Yes, I can, for, I can forgive. Forgiveness in other people, and this is very weird for me to say since I hold grudges like nobody else, I find it so much easier to forgive people that I love that I do to forgive myself for anything. That's interesting. But you, all you're doing is, is what I'm talking about is taking little potential stresses in life and nipping them in the bud immediately with, with any ridiculous technique. Mm. So if I shout on somebody called David who doesn't exist, it makes me laugh. So the th I, the, that's why I do it because mm. anything that makes you laugh stops you getting stressed. With, with, just to go back to like the sound <laughs> thing, whenever you hear a noise and it takes you to a song or whatever, my brain doesn't do that. A lot of mine takes me back to like moments of uh, my childhood. If I ever hear like the the bing bong announcement at like an airport, sometimes it's like a doorbell. Sometimes, you know, in corner shops, they've got the bing bong door opens and it's just to let them know that somebody's yeah. in. I, I I find it impossible to hear bing bong and not go, attention, please, attention, please. We're all weak and non-swimmers, all weak and non-swimmers. Please make the way to the shallow end of the pool. Oh, because all it's like, yeah. It's like, like that was did that happen at school or something? Leave and mouth swimming pool is, that is there. Bing bong. Attention, please, attention, it's funny please. Though, isn't it? Like, I was just, I was just thinking, so I, again, we'll talk about this in a second. So I've just joined TikTok. Oh, yes. Because I'm only 23 and eventually you should. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a young person's thing. No, but no. Because Kylie, Kylie's on TikTok and she's she apparently is. she's blowing up amongst the younger generation. She is with that. She is actually because of that song Padam, which is, yeah. you know, so infectious. I've never, I've never listened to a song so much and not got bored. How do yeah. you do that? How do you write a song that doesn't bore you? Because it's, because 
because I think, uh, and I've listened to the song a couple of times. It's one of those ones where the chorus is. But dumb's not a word. That's just her. She's 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 doing onomatopoeia for the heart. Yes, and it's, it's nice. Yeah, and it's just there's it, there's something repetitive about it and catchy and yeah. And whenever it's like whenever you hear a new word, you want to say it over and over again to get it in. And because and it sounds like a nice word, doesn't it? Param, param. I hear it and I know. Um, so I uh, so I joined TikTok and then I was kind of my friends were like oh my god you're going to turn into one of these people who doesn't concentrate in the conversation anymore because you're looking for content (laughs) so uh, I was like yeah I'll be aware of that I won't turn into that guy but if there's any potential, I will use it. But also, you, like, I, I feel like TikTok would, would be a very good place for you creatively. You're a wonderful singer. You're a very good dancer. You 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 find joy in everyday life walking around. Me, me and my mother have always said uh, the greatest uh, friend show that there ever could be would just be you on the top deck of a bus that's driving around Edinburgh with that. a microphone. I did do that once. Oh, did you? I did do that once. For uh, somebody, somebody asked. Wait, I've not got any footage of it, but somebody did once ask me to go on a tour bus and go around Edinburgh with a microphone and I loved it. It was oh, a joy. Watching, go travelling anywhere, because you and me have travelled the world together yes. with, with, with our show. I love walking through public places with you because normally when me and Kai go through airports, I've got my headphones on, I'm a miserable fucking piece of shit. You don't allow that to happen. No. You're like, there's things to see, there's games there's we can play. There's joy to be had. We, I don't know if you remember this, the, when we went to Singapore together, I was about, oh God, I must have been 18, 19 years old. We just got off the 13-hour flight and we're taking the very long journey to go find our fucking luggage somewhere. And you were like, I've got a game. We'll each say a random letter of the alphabet and you just have to, while dancing, put that, make the shape of that letter. And a, all I, I don't even remember that game, but I'm so pleased I came up I, with it. As somebody who's deeply insecure That's about so dancing and, and singing or whatever, you would just be like, S. And I'd go, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> and you'd be like, yes, good, wonderful. And I'd go, tea. And you'd oh. oh, that's cute. Well, that might be inspired by something I did at drama college where me and a Spanish guy went to entertain an old folks' home by dressing up in business suits and being two gay men, one chained to the ironing board and one arriving home at night and then playing Nat King Cole's L is for the way you look <laughs> at me. And guess what we did? Oh. <laughs> v is very, very extraordinary. E, e was hard. Yeah. But that might have been inspired by that because we did that a long time ago. So that yeah. must have... I'm trying to think where on earth did I come up with this idea it's of make the shape. Well, it's just making fun out of nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And like it's yesterday. Just, it's, it's, it's surrendering yourself to... Uh, to to silliness in places yeah, where you feel like you should Yeah, that's a really good description of it, surrendering yourself to silliness. Um, I passed an Indian restaurant yesterday uh, on Leith Walk, and it was spelled K-A-H-A-N-I, and I immediately went, have another nan bread, I can I can and I started laughing my head off, and I thought, content! <laughs> anyway, um, so the TikTok thing was, what was interesting was, I suddenly was thinking, I wonder if I've got stuff that, because sometimes I've recorded things just to send to a pal for a laugh. And then I suddenly realised, oh, I've been TikToking for years without realising I'd been, I'd been sending stupid clips to friends. So some of them are just looking through old videos and I found this really, which combines everything we're talking about, really silly little video of me, Kai and Gordon Southern in a car and the car played the theme tune to Rocky. <laughs> because if you didn't put your seatbelt on, it went, it went, beep, beep, and we all went, beep, beep. <laughs> and I have video footage of all three of us going, beep, 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 be
So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna TikTok the mark out of that. I, uh, I, I might have a TikTok for you. This, this oh, song. you do. You're also on one of mine. I'll tell you about that in a second. I discovered it last night. I. Uh, in the car, I said this to Carrie the other day, there's a song out and I just cannot hear... There, there's a parody song in there uh, and it's uh, Pink's new one. Uh, um, it, it, it's a Trustfall Baby. Have you heard her sing that one? No, I don't think I know it. Bring, bring <coughs> up Pink Trustfall. Trustfall. That's yeah. a nice... Uh, that's a nice... Yes, yes. That's a nice uh, positive kind yeah. of... Okay. Oh, isn't it funny? Really? Oh my God, it's brilliant! It's the best thing. She, it's the best Cold thing she's ever released. <laughs> Panty liners. So that song there, it goes. Did it? It's a trustful baby. I'll make you listen to it again. There's a parody version of that which you could sing it to a posh audience member, which is he's a trust fund baby. Oh, Play, oh no, my God! Just go back God. ten seconds. And... Oh, that's. He's a trust fund baby. <laughs> Look at you, you're a trust, trust fund baby. <laughs> That's actually perfect. That is. I, mean, I, w- I wanted to text you. And you know who day. they are. Of course, you would see them instantly. They are OBVS of. Yes. <laughs> really, really obvious. But um, yeah, so. No, you just reminded me. Yeah, years ago, I found again footage of uh, what well, was quite funny because I was interviewing Pink at Tea in the Park. Remember, I used to, yes. I used to host the. Well, I, every time I interviewed somebody at Tea in the Park, I never wanted to talk about music particularly because I didn't. There was loads of musos could do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted something silly, so I had a really good laugh with her, and she, in the middle of it, said to me, "Oh my God!" She said, "I can actually speak Scottish," and I went, "Oh my God! I'd love to hear that." And I'm not joking. She said, "Okay, here we go." The top of the morning to you. Oh. <gasps> I said, oh, Pink, I haven't got the heart to tell you that, sorry. She went, oh, my God. She's like, did I make an ass myself? Like, yeah, but we've got it on camera. Uh, I know, you made an arse of yourself, love. No, I, do, you know, but there's, do you know, if you're American, the Irish and the English, Scottish accent do sound quite similar. People think I'm Irish when I'm in America. I'm, I'm fine with being confused as Irish. So am I. The what a lovely nation. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd quite like to... As, some people say they really think I've got an Irishness in my voice, but I don't think I have at all. No, I know you. You, you, you are like one hundred percent gay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody did ask me that when I was young. Someone yeah. like I was like fourteen. This guy went, "What is your accent? It's like a, it's like a, a gay accent." <laughs> <laughs> like where would a, where would a gay accent be from? I said, Greece. Where, I said, where would I learn that? <laughs> Um, so what, yeah. was, what was what was the TikTok of you and me that you found? Oh all? yeah, yeah, yeah. This was really interesting. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, well, well, I didn't find it. It's just potential TikTok. It was basically. Do you remember when we were on Good News Week? And I think they must have asked you to sing, and you didn't want to. Oh, and no, so I'm... you introduce me, and they say the beautiful voice of Daniel Sloss, and you say "Mimed" by Craig Hill, and I sing the song for you. So I sing George Michael's. Um, uh, I um, have no recollection. Yeah, and your hair's really long in the video, and you look really. So, so, so good news week for those that don't know. It was a television show in Australia back in two thousand ten. Two thousand and ten. Um, 
It's it, like, I have I got news for you? Isn't it over there? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think a little bit less newsy, a bit more like Nevermind Buzzcock sort of thing. Yeah. The only bit I remember fully of it, it was one of, one of my first bits of television and it was in Australia and I was very excited. The two bits that really stand out to me was, I remember this bit when I was in like one of those, uh, the, the, the crystal maze chambers where they blow up the gold and silver foil yeah. things and you got to catch. Remember that? And I also remember while getting makeup done backstage by the makeup artist, them not having my shade of white because <gasps> oh, I was so... Oh, that's the most so shameful <laughs> Scottish thing I've ever heard in my life. I was so... Ba- and she had no idea what to do because she's like, I can only make it darker and and you're lighter than, than the lightest thing I have. And I'm like, you're going to have to find Tipex, love. <laughs> oh my God, we've, all, we've only got Kirkcaldy. <laughs> You'll, you'll have to go proper tan. Aye. Um, listen, this is um, amazing because, I mean... Bizarrely, um, I'm just going to play this to you. Yeah, do you have footage of this? I'd love to I was listening to it last night and I was thinking I must uh, let Daniel hear this. So this is, I think this is the bit here. Right, okay. Here we go. We got it, we got it. Will I just play it? Yes. Right, here it is, Daniel. Um, Do you want to see it? Or yeah, just play I, it. No, we, we, we don't have to show the camera, we can just see it. Right, but I do. I, we should hear it through the microphone, right. shouldn't we? Yeah. Right, here we go. And now the beautiful voice of Daniel Sloss. Mimed by Craig Hill. Okay, so she, oh, so somebody singing the song. Fun. I loved it. You can't see what I'm doing. Hopefully the video will, will will be up. If not, if you just type in Good News Week, Careless Whisper, yeah, you should be able to find it. At the start of the video, you can see the fear and anxiety in my fucking in eyes. In a young comedian's long-haired face. Eyes. I... I've spoken about this many times on this uh, podcast. I I hate singing. I hate like, not. I don't hate other people singing. So they must have asked you to sing, and then you said no. Nah. Not a chance. Not a chance. Because they did. Well, the round was. It was like a, there was a, something in the news this week, and that's what you had to guess. Yeah. And they often had a song as a clue, and I did it once as I on the panel, and then they said, "Would you mind just coming back to be the singy guy?" Yeah. So they said, "Daniel." probably won't sing so could you come in and sing his clue so that's how it ended up happening superb and thank you very much for doing that because I would have I would have not I would have taken not been on the show before I would ever publicly sing yes and so what this brings up is as I was saying so the weird thing about TikTok is you're suddenly um finding stuff that you've done before you think oh that's yes I should put it on there probably it's like creating your own obituary. <laughs> it honestly feels a bit like that. I feel like this is a bit like it touch wood, but if anything happened to you, everyone would find all this and they put it in one place. And you think, well, you should do it while you're yeah, alive. You know, I, I, I absolutely agree. You should, you should be creating the own art gallery of your life. Because I think the, the thing that the, before we had this level of social media, where we had this direct relationship between artist and audience, oh, yeah, yeah, it, yes. was, it was, you're always, right. you're it was right. always kept behind the TV. You had no way to do that. You no. wouldn't have access to it. You wouldn't have access to it. You wouldn't have rights to it. And, and if people wanted to see you on something, even if you were, you were their favourite artist, they would have to watch the show you were on or find the fucking videos of the VHSs or yeah. whatever whereas now because we have these social media things which I know there's shit about them but it's such a direct relationship between you and your crowd 
it gets rid of all these TV producers, it gets rid of all these fucking execs and all this thing. And I think a really good way of looking at it is being like, fuck it, I'm going to put it all here so that if somebody discovers me from one thing, they can come and find me on social media and watch and all of fun. my things. They're yeah. fun things that you've done. It's really nice to put them in all in one place. But you, I mean, you've done fucking heaps. I mean, how long have you been doing comedy for now? Uh, 25 years this year. Wow. 1998. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, before I get into what you've said, do you remember your first gig? Yes, I do, very clearly. Where? Um, it yeah. was in It was in the Gilded Balloon, and it wasn't during the Fringe. It was on a February or something, and it wasn't even a comedy night, or a comedy club. It was like a space they were trying for students. I wasn't a student, but student. it seemed to be a student kind of venue. And it was just like, give it a go. And my friend, who used to be the press officer at the Gilda Balloon, phoned them and booked the gig without telling me. And I'd never shown any interest in being a comedian. She just said, I think you are. So she knew if no, she'd she asked was... me, I wouldn't do it. So she booked it and I had to do it. So she told me about five days, four days before. And I said, and what do how, I do? Uh... What were those five days like? Were you losing your mind? Were you worrying? Were well, you... I mean... Because I know now, even now, like you, now before a gig, yeah, you take... I prepare quite a lot. Yeah, yeah you do. Well, because, well, because first of all, it, it's not like me going on and just being like, I fucking hate the world. You're going on, you're singing, you're dancing, you're so good at riffing with the audience, you make sure that every it's person in the room... Energy, it's yeah. high energy, and you've got to be on your own. I'm remembering what I said yesterday. That's all. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. all my talent. Well, um, so the reason I do that is I think it's because I went to drama college, and drama college really drummed in preparation and rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And and if you want to be really sharp and really quick, and you want your brain to think of things, you've got to be. I, I don't know why I'll say 27, 27 steps ahead of the audience. You've got to be like they're just having a wee glass of wine, turn up, going looking forward to this, and they think you've just walked on and going hi, and you're like, oh my god. I've done four hours of hyper, yeah, like, yeah. or two hours of hyper. You know, I'm already pretty hyper before I start. Um, and so for that first gig, the actor in me thought it was a bit unprofessional if I didn't do it. Mm. So I phoned the Gilded Balloon and said, hi, my friend's booked a gig for me and I'm not a comedian. Um, would it be terrible if I cancelled? And, and Karen Corrin said, because uh, I kind of knew her. I used to work in box office at the Gilded Balloon. Oh, yeah. And Karen said, um, well... Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. She said you can cancel up to thirty seconds before you go on stage, so you might as well do it. So <laughs> she's a kind soul. <laughs> I've just done an exaggerated version yeah, of it, yeah. but anyway, I'm. Oh my goodness, he's going to have to cut that out. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, so. Uh, that was the get out. So, she, so I thought, oh, oh, you can cancel 30 seconds before you go on stage. I thought, why would you not do that? Yeah. So that gave me a lot of guts because I thought, well, okay. And then I said to my friend, what do you think I should do? I don't know, it's up to you. So I just thought, what makes my friends laugh? And I thought, they laugh when I do Julie Andrews sings punk songs and they laugh <coughs> when I do Shirley Bassey sings The Smiths. So <laughs> that's all I did. I did four minutes of Julie Andrews singing Please punk songs. Please give us some examples. Oh, people always say that to me and then years later they go, well, it's pretty shite now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also realizing, you know, I, Julie Andrews, 
It was the fact the fact that Julie sang in a very English accent. So I knew if you made her sing, I am an anarchist. So I made her sing, you know, the, the Sex Pistols. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just picked up on the fact that her it didn't really sound like her, but it was a uh, it was it was what she did, which was mm. this lovely clipped English accent. And then you realize not many people sang like that. Yes, yeah, so like we were big. thinking the other day. What accent is Sophie Ellis Baxter singing in? Because we were going, it sounds almost Cockney, but it's also quite posh. And she's going, um, 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 go, 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 go. I'll get her. Drive me crazy up the wall, Mr. Mr. <laughs> know it all. And I was like, it is posh, but it also sounds quite Cockney. It's like, I love it. Oh, I think yeah, it's there is, there is but it's a really unusual accent to sing in. There's a bit of uh, Dick Van Dyke was my granddad to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was uh, when I started doing um, comedy. So because like in the, in, so in the 25 years uh, since then, so I growing up, uh, like when I was young, uh, I remember from Hogmanay in Scotland most years, yeah. you were doing like the interviews uh, and, and the, the Hogmanay evenings. Was it in Glasgow? Was it in Edinburgh? Yeah, it was like, um, yeah, I mean, th- every year I did it in Glasgow in the studio and then the one year that you said, do you want to do it live from Edinburgh? I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. So it was like outside the castle and it got cancelled. Oh, fuck <laughs> it. It was the year it got cancelled and I was on TV with a wee... Uh, fizzing out uh, sparkler oh. so it was a shame because in the studio it was quite good fun but it was a buzz outside it was just it was, it was too windy and that's why it got cancelled but yeah so I think you're going to bring up live floor show yeah so it, like it's you know I think it's been so and you don't have to agree with this because but this is my opinion it's been so long since BBC Scotland did anything good Right. Well, they certainly haven't done that thing that no, they did no. with us, which was but, a stand-up comedy programme. And it was really unusual because it was, I think it was based on Friday Night Live. And and what was unique about that was, rather than being in a theatre and coming on doing stand-up, it was a studio where each um, act had their own stage. And that's what was exciting about it. And, and here's something that's amazing about the live floor show is you have to remember this was... I have to tell people, live floor show was a programme on TV that five... I think five of us comedians. You, uh, Frankie. Me, Frankie Boyle, Reverend Dobodastin, Bill Muir. Bob Doolally and Miles Jupp. Great. And, B- Bob uh, Doolally, who's Vladimir McTavish, uh, Vladimir McTavish and Reverend Obadiah Stephen Wolf III, who is uh, Jim Muir. Yes. 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 And uh, Supported Frankie for years, was part of, if anyone watched uh, Tramadol Nights, which was Frankie's sketch show with Tom Stead, Jim Muir was also on that. That's right. So th- we all had our own stage. So... And I think we all had the same subject to write about, mm. so weddings or something. And they would do five minutes of that comedian, the camera would do that, and they would have their own, you know, like Bob Doolally would have like a dress, hey. uh, 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 a dressing room. <laughs> See, I go theatre, theatre, yeah. uh, um, uh, locker room, yeah. as a football coach. Yes. And then it would cut to whatever. And then it cut to me, and they, they let me change my entrance every week. Can you imagine how handy that is? Uh, <laughs> and so they would just ask me what I wanted, and I said, is there any chance I could come flying through the air as Mary Poppins in my kilt with my feet together and an umbrella? And I said, <laughs> yes. And you, there's no footage of this. They would never let you do it now. It, it was pre-internet. That's why there's not so live floor show was really good fun, but well, it was before there was any internet, and uh, I have some video footage of it, but um, yes, I don't think there's any on the internet. Um, there's only me interviewing Jenny uh, Godley. It's the only thing I think is on. But, but I, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm almost certain that Bill Hicks was on it at one point. What? 
Wow, I don't know if he was, was he? No, because I, I remember, oh God, maybe We I'm used to have a guest, yeah, every now and then. We had amazing bands. We had yeah. like Maloko were on it and stuff. And, and you'd get, uh, there was, I'd I, like to go back and look at the bands, actually, because the bands I'd have were to ask, were you with Marlena at this point? Yes. Yeah, I'd have to ask Marlena, because I think she would, no, but I, for some reason I have in my head, like, because she, she I, Marlena would have a lot of this footage, I guarantee it. Well, yeah, she would have, Marlena being... Our agent. Oh, anyone who Just listens to this oh, podcast that, is... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marlena listens. Oh, she brought up a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. And me and Kai regularly feel bad about it because this is us going on the road because Marlena is such a huge part of our lives. Occasionally, we will air some gripes about Marlena on this podcast and because she listens to it, because she's so supportive and nice, oh. she gets upset when we say mean things about her. Well, she's absolutely lovely and I have nothing said about her. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, she was, she was and is my agent then, yeah. and uh, but she's, she, she might remember, she might have footage. She yeah. is ev everything I have ever done, every single like uh, radio thing I've done, every newspaper clipping. She, yeah, she has, has everything. File. She is, she is meticulous. Yeah, I tell you what, she doesn't want a huge fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really nice footage of your career. She does have that. It's oh brilliant. man, I'm 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 really really grateful for it. It's, I'm not at the stage now where I'd like to look back on it yet, but I do look forward. Do to you know it. what's really weird? I've never been a look backer. I'm not a look backy person. I just I just don't do it in life. Mm. I, I'm so interested in the moment and the future and buzzed up all that. And it's you know it's, I'm just not no I'm I'm not really nostalgic mm. at all. But I have to tell you, I didn't realize. It, what a big deal it was when I had done 20 years of comedy and I was going to Los Angeles. It's a quarter of a century. <laughs> to uh, My cousin was turning uh, 40 and they happened to notice it was the same time of year. They were like, have you not done comedy for like, 20 years? And I hadn't really registered that I had. And when I got to Los Angeles, my cousin's 40 was like in three days time. But on the first day when I got there, my cousins, because my cousin moved to Los Angeles to my, I married an American girl and we mm. all went for his 40th but a few days before they had this big Craig's done 20 years of comedy and I started crying because I didn't realise it was such an achievement to have done anything for 20 years yeah. you just do the job and then you go actually no you should sit back and go take a wee moment to go isn't it great to have done a job you loved as much and still be loving it it's, it's, it is a Privilege. It a is true a, well, privilege a privilege to love what you do. And it's a I, privilege to have this career where you cheat at life, you don't have to get a normal job. That's how I feel about yeah. it. Yeah. And then you come on a podcast every week and you piss and moan about all of your success. That might be exclusive to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kai as well. <laughs> but no, um no, I, I, I constantly think it's um it does feel like cheating at life. I, I always describe comedy as an acting job that lasted. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, because as an actor, you just you you get a job or a gig, and you hope it lasts. And most actors are in and out of work. And it's, you know, it's not an easy career to have. And I always thought I was going to be. Um, I always thought I was going to sing more than I thought. I was, going to, I was in a band, and I thought we were going to be a singer songwriter band. That's what I thought we were going. To, I still might do that. What kind of uh, what kind of Music did you do? I don't know how to describe it. Um, um, well, weirdly, I actually met the guy that I used to be in a band with years ago, um, recently, and we've now started writing again, and it's the most exciting thing I've done in years. I absolutely oh, so cool. love it. It's so exciting. It's because we write songs the way we used to write songs, mm -hmm. which was pretty organically. He would just have, he's a really good guitarist, so he would just have a little 
tune and his mm. uh, guitar. And I would say, oh, play that again, play that again, record, record. And I would just make up this melody because I love music. I mean, you can tell I'm really passionate about yes. music. So I'd make up this melody and if it was good, we would keep it and then I would go and write lyrics for it. So recently we got together and he said, she would just see, you know, if we still like it and we'd, we've done it four or three or four times and now we've actually recorded it. Mm. One particular song. We've got like four songs, but this one particular song I think is really catchy. It's quite poppy. Somebody described it as 80 Indies pop. Um, I always thought it was a bit soulful. I was always inspired by Ella Fitzgerald and all that and those kind of singers. Um, but we've recorded, we haven't released it or done anything with no. it, but I think at some point we might because what's the harm? Yeah, man. And also, man, you've got fucking, you've, 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 you've got, t- you're on TikTok now. You're creating it for your fucking What's the harm? And plus you should to- do things that you, you know, you're passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, because it sounds really sad, but sometimes, one day you're not here. Yeah. So, I mean, Wait, nobody else is going to come along and tell you how to live your life. So get out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Have you any other passions you haven't ever explored? Um, because comedy took you off in a path? No, really. Like, the, you know, when, when I was... I did acting for years. Did but you? Yeah, at the Adam, Adam Smith Theatre. My mum wanted me out of the fucking house um, because she worked from home and during the summer holidays I was a pain in the arse. So yeah, she, I remember your muff. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, muff. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember, the, I remember the, seeing you acting the hell out of your muff. Yeah, I enjoy, I've always enjoyed acting, but I remember in in the acting, what would happen is I, me and my friend Craig Methven, and Craig, if you're out there, I miss you so very much. God, we were funny together. Because we were just the two most confident boys in the class, yeah. we were always given the, the, the lead roles. And in the, I hated the serious stuff because with serious acting, you have no idea how well you're doing. You, there's no feedback. Oh, there's yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. You're only you're relying oh, on the director. So being, it was a bit of comedy acting, yeah. Yeah, but but uh, when whenever we did comedy stuff on stage, I knew I liked being on stage, and I knew I loved getting reactions from the audience. So and I've told the story a fucking thousand times on this podcast. But when we did Macbeth, I was Macbeth, and Craig was Banquo, and we just kept making jokes all the time to the point where our uh, acting teacher was like, "Hey." If you you two are you're really good actors, uh, and I need you to focus on this and do it well. And if you both do it seriously, I will give you five minutes after the performance in front of the audience to do whatever you like. Oh, that's oh, in what front of motivating! Uh, My goodness. And we did a uh, Macbeth rap. <gasps> where well I could, done, you. I can still remember the lines. Um, MC Beth and I will be king. MC Beth, I'm oh, MC I like Beth that. and That's I will cool. be king with all my jewels and my bleaching bling bling. Uh, he, his line was, "I'm B to the A, to, uh, B to the A to the end of the queue, the U to the O to what? So what are you gonna do? All my witches and my homies in the hood are gonna come down on you like Barnum Wood." Oh because that's God, where this the army is actually good. And I fucking loved that. The second we were getting this fucking reaction, that was when I was like, oh, it's. it's." Um, you've kind of inspired me because I've never realised any correlation between me acting um, before I did stand up comedy and stand up comedy. And you've just reminded me that the roles that I got the biggest buzz from were definitely the comedy roles. I hadn't really registered that, but we were in this um, play. You're in, that's when, man, it's when you're in control. Yeah, and we were in this play, and me and a different guy played the same role. I, I was the, I was that guy on a Tuesday. He was that guy on a Wednesday. We were drama college. And uh, and I, me and the girl I was working with actually couldn't rehearse for laughing so much. And she, like, she actually almost had an actual fit during rehearsals <laughs> because I decided that my character... Um, had an inability to be uh, 
quiet. He just could only shout his lines. So he went, uh, he came in and said, my wife's had one of the accidents in the home. And, <laughs> and she started, her lips were going, and she was going, I can't, I can't act. Obviously, if you do that, it's too much. She said, I just have to not look you in the eyes. She said, it's too ridiculous. And then we got to a point where the director was like, is there any way you could calm that down? I was going, no, the audience love it. Um, and, yes, that's, and, and that's when you suddenly realise anything that gets a laugh. And so you're making me think something I've never thought before, which was, there was a little bit of seed mm-hmm. of uh, comedy another good title <laughs> there was a little bit of seed of comedy way back then I hadn't realised mm. that what I was um, responding to or what the audience were responding to is when you were being funny mm. and then you realise you can make people laugh just f- by physical comedy or by doing voices yeah. no I mean for, for, for me like I, I always enjoyed acting but acting is what let me know that stand up comedy was absolutely what to do. this is my passion this is all I want to do and that's why I find it so easy uh, to turn down the very little acting work that is offered to me is because you know I, it, the, it's not the, your passion it wouldn't do it and, for you and I'm, I'm really bad at the rejection process I don't like rejection I don't get rejected on stage I never get rejected on stage I'm in utter fucking control and even if my, even, oh, if, my, even if my oh. audience dares to reject me while I'm on stage oh, I can manufacture the fucking really situation so that they so I reject their fucking rejection it's a really powerful thing and I'm always in fucking control so now when people are like hey do you want to come and act in this thing I'm like no thank you no I don't no. want to be rejected no I'm um, going to do this can thing I'm I ask really you Daniel Sloss I'm, I've never really asked many comedians this uh, do you have the comedian stream? I mean, people, actors obviously the, the actor stream. I have this recurring dream where I am rejected, where I'm in the middle of a gig. It's just your little anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm on stage and I don't know if this has ended or not. And neither do the audience. And they slowly dwindle off. And two people go, four people go. I'm still talking. I'm still doing the thing. I still think it's working. But there's hardly anyone there now. <laughs> this oh, is in my dream. It's a horrible nightmare. And then I'm left and there's maybe four people. And then I stop doing the comedy and I go, did we just leave? It's oh, just no. awful. It's awful. <laughs> and they're going through to another room where someone else is being really funny. Oh, no. <laughs> it's an awful. And I wake up going, oh, my God, thank God, that's not true. It's a horrible, horrible <laughs> feeling. And it's like the actors team. You know, the actors always have a dream that they're on stage and someone's drafted them in the last minute to replace someone and said, it's fine. Everyone is just around the line, but you just go on with the script. And you would never want to be that guy who walks on and goes, but well, that is awful what has happened in these circumstances. And then the, everyone else knows it. So it's, it's a similar kind of, do you have a, you must have an anxiety. I have the other one is I'm about to go on stage and my kilt is at home. And I've asked if all the audience could be held while I go for an hour and a half on a bus home <laughs> oh. to get this kilt. And they have to be held there. It's, and I cannot get back to the gig fast enough. I, I, I have those. I have those ones, which is I am trying to get to a very important like career changing gig and just every single step of the way somebody fucks it up or something is fucked up like the the well and because it's my dreams halfway through i forget how to fly so i now have to take the bus and i hate buses so uh, the bus is the only thing that actually works that can get me there and the one thing i fucking hate about buses is they're not fucking direct and i'm just on this bus trying to get to this gig that's going to change my life and the bus does what buses in fife do which is take the longest fucking route physically possible it's a lot of people to pick up oh and to drop off and uh, yes be not so much not so much like my audience reject me on stage anxiety but like i'm going to 
lose an opportunity through being late, which is my least favourite thing. In the and it's now. quite ridiculous in your head. Oh, it's stupid. Now, speaking of ridiculous, I've never told anyone that I can fly too in my dreams. But I'm at, now my security is how you fly. Because so, I have a very specific way of flying in my dreams. Uh-huh. So what, my, here's where my anxiety comes in with my flying dreams, right? It's sometimes, I, I, sometimes I work out as a dream, right? And that I can fly and I'm like, this is excellent. And that's... That's fun because you can just fly anyway. But it feels like you can fly, doesn't it? Man, I, so you exciting. are you you are flying. Mine's is more like it's a it's a will thing. Like yeah. I will myself that's in a direction. That's, that's exactly why it's very similar. Uh, but the scary thing is sometimes it stops yeah. and and I get slowly taken up and up and up and I'm getting further and further away from the ground. And no matter how much I will myself oh. back to the ground, oh, that's never happened to me. To, oh, Someone can analyze this. Um, mine is similar. I have to lean forward. And but I have to concentrate. Yes. And if I if I if I get too excited and go, oh my God, I'm fly! Um, <laughs> <laughs> my feet hit the ground again, and the, and it, and myself is going, you're getting too excited. Yeah. So I go, okay, okay, don't get too excited. So I concentrate, and then I elevate initially. So I lean forward, and my legs come, and I I inside I'm going, oh my God, my legs have just come off the ground, and then I kind of go, oh my God, I can actually fly. And I'm only sometimes at the height of a room, but and then. And then I want to find someone to show them yes, yeah. that I can fly. And um, and I have done it in front of people in my dreams. Um, and then occasionally I've actually flown down a whole avenue in a city and it's the most amazing feeling because you really believe you can do it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I always get like, it's sometimes in my dreams where I can fly, I'm, I'm being chased by someone or, or I'm in trouble for something I didn't fucking do. It's always, that's always my fears. I'm being blamed for something that wasn't my fault. Um, and, and like they'll chase me to the top of the buildings in New York. And I'll remember, I'll know that I have the ability to fly. <gasps> Oh but God. it's that thing of like you have to like jump off the <gasps> and, and just like. Will I don't think I could do it in that circumstance. Oh man, I feel like fucking Neo in the Matrix. It's real. Did real you ever rough. do a gig in Kuala Lumpur? Yes, we did the gig in Kuala Lumpur. No, I know, but I mean, did you do the one? I, I know we did, but what? Oh, so we did in that torrential rainstorm where they introduced you as, ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome Daniel Sloss? He, no, please, they said, ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome? He's young, he's hung, and he's full of cum. It's Daniel And I couldn't believe it. I was like, that guy did not just introduce Daniel like that. And then he said, with me, he went, he's in a kilt. <laughs> Rubbish. And what was really funny was, they, they wrapped us on. I remember that. The guy went, can't believe they come all this way. They flew oh, on the plane. God, One of them is gay. I was like, <laughs> what's he doing? It was the most bizarre thing ever. But and no, I knew you went to Kuala Lumpur. But what I meant to ask you was, maybe this was a corporate gig I did in Kuala Lumpur because I used to host the Highland Games, which I'm actually now doing again in oh, September. Wow. Yeah, bizarrely. But anyway, they have this helipad, which closes up four and becomes a bar and that bar is a helipad with no border this is not a joke and i was on wait, that wait, helipad wait no safety it's the most terrifying thing and the urge to run and jump oh, is man. huge and i remember thinking like is there why is there no fence like and they were like well there's none so i don't know whether though you couldn't go over the edge to look but i don't know whether there was something a wee bit but it's the most awful thing I've ever, the sensation I've ever had. But the the awful. Um, I, I got I, 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 I got, I got fear, fear of heights. But I kept on thinking, like, you know, there's a part you're going, what would it be like if you ran? And then, and then I thought, <laughs> on the way down, they'd go, like, after I died, they'd be like, oh, you must have been really sad. No, no, I wasn't sad. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell anyone 
done that. Like, I would like, never jump off a building. Like by the way, in the name of your uh, autobiography, I wasn't sad. I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> I would read that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We've 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 done we've an got hour. there already. I haven't even brought up gardening. No, no. But man, look, next time Kai's away, we'll 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 have you back. You can be. Oh, I have a list you, as long as my arm. Yeah, you can fill in for Kai as often as you like. Oh, there's another title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your, what's your what's your TikTok? It's Mr. Craighill Comedian. Mr. Craighill Comedian. So any of our... I think it's Craighill Comedian, not Mr. Craighill. Just Craighill Comedian. Comedian. I mean, keep it simple. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks yeah, for... Yeah, why not? You're very welcome. It was so much fun. I love it. And, you know, I'm going to find footage of everything now. Right. Do it. Do it. Do this it. might even make it. <laughs> I just stick it on. Almost, <laughs> even, almost... even this. <laughs> <laughs> the dregs. <laughs> Excuse me. Sweet. So,